Good evening, this is Lehigh Valley Discourse, and you're listening to Teen Money Matters. We're your hosts, Jaditya Kotari and Sonika Kotari. Teens have enough to think about with growing up, such as societal pressures from peers, parents, family, and more. So how can young people set themselves up for financial success? This program will explore ways to save, budget, and understand the importance of managing money for the future, including interviews with fellow teens and insight from local experts in the financial world. Tonight, we feature teen guest Ishan Patel and financial expert from QNB Bank, Mr. Alex Lopianic. Welcome, Ishan. Thanks for being here. So could you tell us a little more about your interests, hobbies, future plans, just anything about you? Uh, hey, guys. So first of all, thank you guys for having me on. Um, interests of mine, I'm really interested in like sports, um, technology, and actually world events. I love watching like the news with my parents um, every night when I eat dinner. And then hobbies of mine include I love playing basketball. Um, I actually debate on my school's debate team, which is really fun. And then just something relaxing, like watching movies with my friends and family. And then in regards to my future plans, um, I plan on going to college after high school and then hopefully getting into a master's program after that. That's very cool. I think a lot of things that are your interests we also share, so that's really fun to hear about. Yep, definitely. So before we start off with the questions, we'll just like to give you a quick introduction on interest and debt. So interest is the price you pay to borrow money, typically from another person or financial institution such as a bank. It is often expressed as an annual percentage rate, which is a percentage expressing interest over a year. And the amount of interest you pay depends on the amount of the initial loan, the term of the loan, and the interest rate itself. Uh, For compound interest, you need to factor in the number of times interest is applied over a time period as well. Simple interest is interest on only the original principal alone, and this does not have any real-life applications, but is used for mainly quick calculations and mathematical purposes. And compound interest is interest on the original principal, along with prior interest. This has more real-life applications compared to simple interest, as it has uh, mortgages and car loans. Uh, interest can also have a vast impact on the amount one has to pay back in the end. So an example is that if you start off with a $1,000 loan with an interest rate of 5% over 10 years being compounded semi-annually, this will produce over $600 of interest in 10 years. This is the power of interest. Yeah, so Jay talked about interest. Um, Overall, today's episode will cover interest and debt. So talking about debt... Basically, that's just something that one party owes another in the most basic form. But when we see debt in the financial world, we can see in terms of something called loans or something called credit. And those are just two examples. Loans are basically lending of lending of money by one to another. That's the simplest form that can occur in many different places. You can have loans for pretty much any major expense that's out there. There's car loans, uh, mortgages, which are on houses, um, loans for college, and many other things. In terms of credit, credit is basically a more flexible form of finance, and it just gives you access to an amount of money that you want to loan out. And the cool thing about credit is that you can use it according to your needs at any given time. And I know we've all heard the uh, term credit cards. Many of us probably have them as well. But if you don't know what a credit card is, it's basically a purchasing tool that consumers can use in low of cash. And instead of using your own money, 
you're basically using the money of a creditor. And since that's not your own money, you have to pay it back in full. But because you are also lending that money from another person for a certain period of time, you have to pay an added amount of interest on it. And interest is everything that Jay talked about earlier. So we all just talked about credit cards, but the cool thing about credit cards is not just in the fact that it's not your money that you're borrowing, but it's that they can be used for good things as well. Um, so you might think like it's a lot of work to manage credit cards, which it is. It's really important to do it well because uh, it can incur a lot of debt on you if you don't have proper money management techniques. But if you do do it well, it can be really good for your credit worthiness, which can be expressed through your credit score. This credit score basically speaks of your credit management behavior. And there's many different factors at play in how it's determined, but it can help you um, get lower interest rates on loans that you might want to take out or insurance premiums that you might want to get. And overall, it improves the financial stability that you will have because it will make it easier for you to pay back things over the long term. Uh, it basically shows people who potentially want to lend you money that you will pay them back in, in full and you will also do it on a timely basis. One important thing about credit cards is that you should avoid carrying over balance from one billing cycle to the next. That's a really good rule of thumb to have. Obviously, there can be other circumstances that are at play, but typically if you can make sure of this, that will be really good for you just in terms of the long term and in not incurring debt. Because the more debt you incur, the more money you have to pay back. And obviously, no one wants to pay more money. So for teenagers, one of the biggest things is that a lot of us, as we talked about in our last, last episode, which all of you guys should highly check out, um, is that needs versus wants is something that's hard to balance. Uh, so for teens, credit cards may generally be best only for emergency expenses. And a good rule for teenagers and honestly everyone is that if you cannot afford to pay a non-emergency expense in cash, then you shouldn't use credit on it. So just let that sink in for a moment as we move on to the rest of our questions with Ichan. And to start off, uh, what experience do you have, if any, in the world of interest in debt? And uh, since you're a teenager, teenager, it's more applicable to ask, how much do you know about interest in debt? Um, yeah, so like you mentioned, I obviously don't have a lot of firsthand experience in the world of interest in debt due simply to the fact that I'm actually 16. Um, so I don't actually have any real-world experience in that. But I do know the basics of interest in debt, um, especially just what my parents have showed me and what they've taught me. So I know, like, basically, interest is the rate that borrowers pay to those who they're borrowing from. And a real-world example of this that I see in my life is whenever my parents take out loans from a bank, say, for a house, like a mortgage, or for a car loan, they have to pay that bank interest on the money that they take out um, as a loan. And in regards to debt, um, I know that it's basically the amount of money you owe to the party you took a loan from. So going back to that bank example, if you take out a loan and you haven't paid it back yet in full, the amount of money that you owe the bank becomes the amount of debt that you have. So that's basically what I know. I just know the very basics of it. 
So I don't know about you, Ishan, but I know when I was in elementary school, middle school, we did a lot of math problems about simple interest. And how do you think these topics just apply to the real world? We learn about them in a school setting, but how do you think it can be expanded out into what we see in the real world out there? Yeah, I still remember um, all of the different formulas we had to memorize regarding to simple and compound interest. But just in my own life and in my future, I definitely know that I'm actually going to have to deal with these concepts in real life and not just on a paper where you either circle um, an answer choice or you write down the answer. I know that when I go to college, I'm most likely going to have to take out a loan um, for going to college, whether it be my undergrad or hopefully a master's program or maybe even both. And even farther down the line, when it comes to me buying my own home for the first time or me buying a car for the first time, I know that this is something that I'm going to have to deal with in the future. And it's something that I really know that I need to learn a lot about now so that when the time comes, I'm adequately prepared and I don't make decisions that I'd end up regretting later on in life. Uh, now we'll move on to debt. So the first question about debt I have for you is, do you think that debt can actually be healthy? And if so, in what ways and to what extent? Um, so obviously, right off the bat, like the first thing, my parents always told me when it comes to like personal finance and managing your money is that you shouldn't acquire debt. But I do think that this can be a little bit misleading as there are ways, in my opinion, to actually have debt that can be healthy. Um, and the way I see it is actually through an example of one of my family members who's actually in business. And to start their business, he actually had to take on debt um, to get the initial capital he needed. And taking on this debt and getting this initial capital helped him get to the point where he is right now, where he obviously paid off that loan. And now he's really successful. And this all happened because he took a leap of faith. You know, he got a loan, he acquired some debt, and then eventually it all paid off. Yeah. So kind of we were talking about credit cards before, but just to offer a different perspective on them, credit cards are when you borrow someone else's money but there's also something else that kind of is similar to it that i think less people talk about but it's something called debit cards debit cards are where you put your own money into the form of a card and that just prevents you from carrying so much cash around because you know it can get really annoying when you're just handing out bills from your pocket but the difference is that you're using your own money in debit cards versus someone else's money in credit cards. So what do you think, Ishan? What would you pick for yourself, a debit card or a credit card? And just what would be the different pros and cons in your eyes? So right off the bat, my parents always told me that when it comes to credit cards, you need to be responsible, especially because if you're responsible when it comes to paying your credit card bills on time and in full, this actually helps you build up your credit score. And as you mentioned earlier, credit scores are actually really important when it comes to getting approved for loans. Um, and if you're not, you know, paying your credit card bills on time and in full, your credit score can actually fall and you can get into debt. So those are some of the pros and cons I see in credit cards. When it comes to de debit cards, um, I definitely think a big pro is that you don't, there's actually like a reduced risk of falling into debt just because it's your own money and you're not borrowing it from someone. 
But when it comes to me in particular, I, de- I definitely think I'd go with a credit card, mainly because I want to build my credit uh, b- credit score young and early. And I know that I wouldn't, you know, be irresponsible when it comes to paying um, my bills on time and in full. I would always pay them on time and in full. And this would actually help my credit score right now and in the future. So I definitely go with a credit card, but debit cards are great options as well. Yeah, I think the one allure of credit cards is that you just have that money, but um, knowing that you have to limit yourself to it is something that you just develop over time, which I think everyone also gets better at. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so to wrap up, I would like to ask you, what is one single tip, technique, uh, statement, or anything that you want to close out or summarize the topic of interest and debt for everyone that's listening right now? Um, so I actually have a tip for the listeners um, and this kind of circles back to some stuff you guys have mentioned um, earlier, earlier on in the episode and also some stuff that I've said. Um, my main tip is definitely just to maintain a good credit score from the minute you get a credit card and from a young age. Oftentimes, people fall behind um, on their credit card payments. And I've seen this not only in younger people, but also older adults. And this ends up not only costing them money, but a good credit score and the opportunity to get loans from banks and um, people who are willing to let you borrow. So my advice is really just to start building your credit score early and to be responsible with your personal finances. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely a really good piece of information. And I think everyone should follow that advice. Um, so I think at the age of teenagers, the most experience with interest and debt comes with having a credit card or taking out loans for college. What do you think is a way that teens approach these things and learn about them? Um, I definitely think that the way teens approach these things and learn about them is mainly through the word of mouth. I know personally the way I've learned about a lot of the stuff we've discussed today, as I've actually mentioned, is through my parents um, and trusted adults and their experience. I've also recently learned a lot more through the internet, um, and I think other can, kids can too, especially with like the democratization of financial resources on the internet, I think right now getting issue get it getting educated, excuse me, on issues like personal finance is the easiest it's ever been, and I think it's just going to continue to get easier and easier for people to learn by themselves. Fully agree. That is such a good way to put it. I think as we just kind of grow more, um, like in terms of the use of technology and just the accessibility to resources, we can definitely up the financial literacy that's present throughout the world. So thank you so much, Ishan, for coming and talking to us. And it was great having you. Um, You had some really thoughtful responses that I'm sure everyone will be interested to hear about. I'd just like to thank you guys for having me on. Um, This is a really cool show, and I'm just happy to be a part of it. Thank you, guys. We are going to take a short break. You're listening to Teen Money Matters with our guest, Ishan Patel, and next, we'll have Mr. Alex Lopianik from QNB Bank to talk more about interest and debt. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back.
Galactic Travels brings you hour-long soundscapes of electronic, ambient, and space music. Each month's special focus highlights an artist, label, or event with a featured CD at midnight. That's every Thursday night at 11 right here on WDIY Allentown, Lehigh Valley Public Radio, 88.1 FM, WDIY.org, and the free WDIY radio app. Many choices, real voices. Welcome back to Teen Money Matters, and now we'll have Mr. Alex Opianik from QNB Bank to talk more about interest and debt. Hi, thank you for having me. Yep, thank you for coming. So before we went to break, we were speaking about how interest and debt plays a huge role on teenagers' lives, and interest is the price you pay to borrow money, and it can be expressed using simple interest or compound interest. Debt is essentially what you borrow from banks or financial institutions or other people in general. Hi, Mr. Lupianic. Thank you for being here. Um, could you just remind us and the listeners about you and the work you do at QNB Bank? Sure, yeah. I'm a, a commercial lender here, so essentially my role is to uh, manage my portfolio of uh, commercial business customers, and basically we uh, lend them lend money to businesses to make purchases for either equipment or real estate, um, vehicles, uh, what, whatever they would need uh, for their business. That's great. So uh, we'll first start off with interest. And uh, interest is one of the largest factors in applying and choosing a loan. So how great of an impact can interest play on one's ability to pay back a loan? Yeah, that's a a very good question, uh, especially today with uh, rising interest rates on the horizon. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, interest is is very important because it it can significantly change uh, your monthly payment um, and, and impact your budget and how much you can afford uh, you know, for example, if, if you're buying a vehicle, say for fifty thousand, um, you know your your interest on that at six percent uh, versus interest at three percent for a standard five year loan uh, could could be anywhere probably from three to four thousand uh, dollars that you would pay in interest over those five years. And again, that impacts your monthly payment by anywhere from you know up to a hundred dollars on a fifty thousand dollar loan. So. Uh, higher interest rates definitely impact your your budgeting and your your monthly payments for sure. Um, and then to amplify that, if you're if you're looking at say a, a house or in the commercial world, you're buying a property or something, um, you know, and you're talking larger numbers. Again, if you're talking five hundred thousand, three percent versus six percent <clears throat> can change your your monthly payment by roughly nine hundred dollars a month, which is a really big number if you're trying to budget something. Yeah, definitely. And I think this plays right in hand with what we talked about in our last episode with saving and budgeting. Um, Just the fact that there's so many fluctuating rates out there, it can be hard to like maintain that budget that you might want. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, What are the major differences between a credit and debit card? Sure. Um, so, So they're pretty similar as far as the way they look and the way they act. Um, for example, they both have a uh, 16-digit uh, uh, sequence of numbers, and then they also, most of them have the EMV chips, uh, I believe almost all of them today. So if, you, if you've used one lately, obviously they have those chips on the cards. So they, they work the same way when you pay at the machine. The differences are a debit card uh, t- pulls the funds right out of your checking or savings account. 
So it's money that you already have, and you're using your your debit card to pay for that. It's basically like paying with cash. Uh, credit card uh, w- is borrowing somebody else's money, if you will. So depending who the credit card issuing company is, uh, whether it's Discover or Chase or any of them, you're actually borrowing their money to pay when you give your card out to pay for something, and then you pay them back at an, at another time. Uh, so those are the major differences there. You're you're essentially borrowing somebody else's money when you use a credit card versus paying with your own. Yep, you just saw the uh, key differences. So what are the advantages and disadvantages of each? And should young people start off with a credit card, a debit card, or even both? Yeah, so so uh, advantages of a debit card is, you know, going back to, to our last conversation, it makes it easier for budgeting. Uh, you know what you have in your checking or savings account. So every time you use your debit card, you know it's your money and, and you're not going into debt every time you use it. Uh, debit cards can help help budget and they can also, um, again, you're not borrowing somebody else's money. So, so you're not paying interest on anything because you're using your own money. Uh, disadvantage to a debit card, though, is you're not building any credit. A debit card doesn't get reported on your credit reporting agencies. Um, so, so it's really just a way of paying with a card, essentially using cash, if you will. Uh, advantage to a credit card is, is you're building credit. Uh, you know, you, you use that card, you build a balance, you make the monthly payment. That's on your, your credit report, so you're establishing credit. Disadvantages, though, again, if you don't keep track of it, you run the risk of spending too much and uh, not having enough to pay it off monthly. So you can start building interest at that high interest rate. And again, you can get stuck in a rut really quickly uh, if you don't keep track of that. So um, both have advantages and disadvantages for sure. Um, but yeah, I would say if you're looking to build credit, you know, having a, a credit card is, is a, a good thing to have. Yeah, uh, credit score is actually a really important topic. And, you know, there's so many factors at play. But how does your credit score affect future opportunities in your financial life? It's a good question. So, yeah, we look at credit scores every day when we underwrite uh, on the personal side, and it doesn't really matter if you're applying for a mortgage or a car or a personal loan or anything in your business. If you're guaranteeing that loan, we look at your credit score. So it's uh, very important, uh, and the way it's calculated is primarily on your, your payment history. So if you have any late payments, that impacts your credit score um, another big one is how much money you owe. So, for example, if you have a $10,000 limit on a credit card and your balance is $9,000, you are almost maxed out. So that impacts your score more than if you have a $10,000 credit card with a $1,000 balance. Uh, it doesn't impact it as much. And then they also look at your length of credit history, um, how much new credit you have on there, and also the type of credit. So whether it's student loans, car loans, mortgages, personal loans, you know, they, they take all that into the mix also. Uh, so it's very important that you have a, a good credit score because, again, that, that speaks to your character and your ability to repay loans, uh, which, which having a better credit score means you're, you're better at doing that. Um, so, you know, having a, neg- having a lower credit score definitely impacts you and your, your ability to borrow um, and get money for things that you might need, such as a car, um, you know, or student loans or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So going back to credit cards, what happens when you don't pay back a credit card? So if you if you don't pay back a credit card, the credit card company can uh, file judgments against you or they can uh, come after you for that. Um, you know, typically that gets put on your credit then, too. So if you get a judgment filed against you, 
you know, no, no other creditors are going to want to extend credit to you. So essentially, if you're not paying that off, uh, you, you can put yourself in a, in, a, in a nice little pickle because you're not going to be able to get credit for anything else. So uh, not, a, not a good thing to have, that's for sure. Uh, moving on to the next question, what can these teenagers or young adults do right now in order to avoid bankruptcy or a low credit score in the future? Yeah, so, so in order, you know, to uh, grow your credit score for the future, um, you know, simple things that you can do. Obviously, you can't get a loan until you're 18. You're not legally allowed to sign for one. So when you turn 18, what you can do is open a credit card. Um, you can use that credit card for simple things like buying gas, um, you know, pay your cell phone bill, anything like that, and then make sure you pay that credit card back every month. Make sure you have the money to pay it off. Don't overextend yourself but you're, you're establishing that baseline of monthly payments, which goes on your credit report. Um, and, and again, you know, to, to try and avoid bank, anything you can do to avoid bankruptcy is best, uh, you know, because again, that stays with you for anywhere, you know, seven to 10 years, that's on your credit report. So even if you file bankruptcy and get out of it, uh, you know, you're it's still going to be on there for a while. So anything you can do to avoid bankruptcy uh, is best for you. Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing is like just trying to keep track of everything that's going on in your life. That can be hard at times, but to just be able to manage that is actually a really big part of what can make a person financially successful. So as we're closing out our program for today, um, our final question to you is what other resources are you aware of that QNB Bank can offer to help teenagers concerning debt interest, credit, and loans? Sure. If you, you know, if you have any questions regarding any of these, I would encourage you to stop at one of our local branches uh, and speak with the staff there. Very knowledgeable. They'll be able to walk you through uh, anything, you know, as far as how CDs work, checking accounts, savings accounts, loans. Um, they can talk to you about how the interest is paid, accrued and everything. So um, you can definitely stop in at one of our branches and, and speak with one of our members there. Um, we also have several accounts here, again, to help with saving money and, and the importance of saving money uh, with CDs and savings accounts. And then also just outside of the bank, I'm sure there's uh, personal finance classes out there online or maybe through school that you can take, uh, again, helping you with budgeting and understanding uh, the impacts of, you know, having a good credit score, why it's important to do to have that and, and avoiding bankruptcy and just set you up so that you're, you're ready to go, uh, you know, with your future there. Yeah, and just to remind all our listeners, you can also check out the QNB website. It's www.qnbbank.com. Yep, so as we wrap up today, uh, we'd like to thank Mr. Ellis Wipianik for coming on and uh, answering these questions to help the audience learn more about interest and debt. Thank you so much. Yep, thank you yes, so thank much. Yes, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, listeners, for making time for this conversation. You can also find past episodes and other public affairs programming at wdiy.org and on major podcast platforms. I'm Sonika Kotari. And I'm Jaditya Kotari. And this is WDIY 88.1 FM. Tune in next Thursday for more Lehigh Valley Discourse, and we'll see you next time on Teen Money Matters.